I'm Cody Goff. But I've got an anecdote. For I'm you, Cody so. Goff. I'm, I'm starting. Shut up. Import- I'm starting. Thing to say. I'm Cody Goff. It's aggressive. And this is Jonathan Martin. And this is Game Life Balance US. And we're really happy to be here. Shut up. Podcast Shut tonight. up. Um, yeah. Okay, what were you going to say? Welcome to Game Life Balance US, the American edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. We're a lifestyle podcast hosted by adult gamers trying to juggle our hobbies with the increasing demands of the real world. Check out our website for links to connect with us on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, and more at gamelifebalance.us. And if you like what you hear, then please leave us a review. I'm C.M. Magania from the Strange and Unusual Podcast, a proud member of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual host. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in three, two, one. Here we go. We're going to talk about some stuff. We're going to have a little balancing act and talk about balancing life and other hobbies, which is the premise of our entire podcast. Then we're going to talk life stuff. And we're going to talk about John's life because we always talk about my life because mine's generally more interesting. But we'll talk about John's for once. And then if we have time, we'll get to current news. Or we'll just ignore our entire format and let John talk about anecdotes the entire time, which is all he wants to do. Talk about anecdotes? That's not how an anecdote works. So Budweiser, did you see this news today? You had to have because you were on the internet everywhere. Anheuser-Busch, the company that makes Budweiser, the iconic American beer Budweiser, announced today that they were going to be they're going to be changing the name of their beer for the, I, from what I can tell it's just the summer. But they're going to be changing the name of the beer from Budweiser to America. America the beer. It's not America the beer. That's not the name. The name is not America the beer. The name is just America. It's but it's a beer, so it's you know it's America the beer. So there was kind of like a field day of stuff that happened all over the internet today, and I'm sure you saw some of it. But one of my favorites that I saw was it is now totally okay to say that America sucks, as well as America tastes like. P- wow, so that's that was one of my favorite ones that I saw. But I just like I don't know. Is it like pandering? Maybe. Maybe it's kind of a pandering uh, move. It's also just kind of gross. I don't know. It just sounds so. <laughs> it sounds so uh, disingenuous. It doesn't. It's not a, it, like they're not even in the United States anymore as a company, right? Didn't they move out of the United States? I have I, no idea. I think Anna Bush moved out of the United States. So it just seems it seems pandering. It seems very pandering to me. And the idea of drinking, sitting down on the deck in the summer, super hot out. I need a nice cold one. Give me a tall boy of America. Pass me in America, brah. Pass me in America, Yo, brah, bro. pass me in America. Greatest beer on earth. I don't, I, uh, yeah. It's a better beer than every other beer. This beer keeps the rest of the beers safe. What is the drink that is made of orange juice and beer? Is that a thing? That's a beer. That's a drink. That sounds like the worst drink. You've never heard of that? I'll Google it on my phone. I mean, I'll search for it on my phone. Sorry for brand delusion or whatever, Google. In fact, I'll do it with Siri so that the listeners to this podcast don't need to listen to me 
uh, typing, which is boring. Siri. I found it. It's a dirty Sanchez. It's right here on the internet. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's called. Well, Siri says, well, I said to Siri, need typing, which is boring. Siri, what? And she said, I'm sorry. You better be, woman. All right. So you said it's an orange juice and beer drink. It's not a wait. It's not a dirty Sanchez. You jerk. You tricked me. It's a I it's it a perfect the, brass monkey or the beer mosa as we as it is colloquially what is a, beer and orange juice collo- colloquially known as it's the rusty trombone. Here we go. The pros and cons of drinking orange juice. Here, beer with orange juice recipes. Uh, I'm going to yumly.com. This is investigative journalism at its best. Beer I with see I see beer mosa and brass monkey. Brass monkey? <laughs> Listen, this is what Google has told me. I don't know what I know it's I know it's a drink. I know it's a drink. And I want like I want it to be called something like the white trash mimosa or something so that if you make it with America, it's even more trash. It's just the idea of drinking something called America. It just, it feels, it feels pander, it feels pandering to the American public, you know? I, I guess it's called a beer mosa. That's disappointing. I, I think it should be called the white trash mimosa. And if it's made within America, then it's got to be like a, I don't know, man. I mean, I drink maybe one Budweiser a year, maybe. So it's not like this is going to change my drinking habits of beer. It's not like suddenly I'm going to stop buying Budweiser because it's suddenly named America. Or I'm suddenly going to start buying more America because it has been renamed from Budweiser to America. That's not going to happen because I never drank Budweiser in the first place. But the, the point is, is that now when I'm walking through the store and I'm looking at all the beers on the shelves and I say, huh, I've got this like sampler pack of this thing and then i've got this 30 pack of america that i can buy i'm i'm gonna hang my head a little bit and i'm gonna shake it a little bit because it just sounds dumb it just sounds dumb it's also not gonna help them on the internet if you if you search for america it's kind of taken by about by, 800, by what? 800 million or so. let's just google america i mean let's search for america sorry google brand dilution if you google america it gives you two billion two hundred ten million results. Is the first image a bald eagle? No, the first. Okay, image... Google's no. I'm done with Google. It should the be first... a. It should be a bald eagle holding a flag, holding a flag in its mouth, flying over a mountain. And for some reason, Mickey Mouse is there. You haven't heard what the image is yet. Okay, the I'm top waiting. result, if you Google America, is in the news. Budweiser renames beer America this summer with a can with a picture of the can. So clearly, you know what? Never. I don't know anything about you internet. Don't, you don't. Marketing. It's, it's not like it's not like that's your job or anything. And no, you should that know. Was... You should know that the first result is something that happened today. That's pretty good, though. Uh, somewhat ironically, I guess this this falls into the realm of irony. The third result, well, the second result besides in the news, the first result's the United States on Wikipedia. The second result is America the Band. And from the Google excerpt, the Google search result excerpt, America is a rock band formed in England in 1970. So there's that little juicy irony. There was a band named Europe. Were they American? I'm not sure. Let's let's Google Europe. I mean, no, search, for, search Euro- for it. But I'm yeah, actually no. searching for it on Google. So Europe, the band, which literally they did the isn't, final countdown. 
It literally isn't even on the first page of Google search results. This could just be a Google episode. I don't even know why. That's because the only song they ever did was the final countdown, right? Uh, It's the only song they ever did. So they were formed in Upland's Voshby, Stockholm in 1979. Oh, in New York. Sweden. Upland's Upland's Stockholm, Voshby, New York. New York. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. This has been another edition of Cody searches for things on the internet and calls it Googling and then reads them. And John tells me what to do. And what else? It was a really good episode. It was a a good episode. episode. Thank you for this has been another episode of Game Life Balance US, the American edition. Just kidding, everyone. (laughs) We have a whole show to do now, unfortunately. Just kidding, John. You thought you'd get out of it easy. No, I never do. I always assume the worst. It makes it pleasantly surprising when it's not the worst. Has that happened? No. Not yet, but I'm waiting. Mm. And see, now I'm never disappointed. Yeah. More disappointed. So, you want to get into the show? Sure. You got stuff to talk about. Good, because if we go long, then I don't get dinner from my girlfriend, and that is not... You should get dinner. You, more than anybody, need that. They call me fat? I'm calling you tall. Oh, okay. Well, speaking of tall, I think it's time for Balancing Act. That's the name of a segment. That's why I said it like that. That's why there was a sound effect for the podcast listener. And uh, You just kind of look like a freak to the video listener. Watcher, video, watcher, listener. Seamless transition. Seamless transition. You called attention to it. Now it's not seamless anymore. It's more seamless. We've been over this. Hey, so guess what I did last week on the video games? You probably played Metal Gear Solid. Besides that. I got nothing, because that's all I've seen you do in terms of video games. Yeah, that's pretty much true. I have I finished playing The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess HD. Oh, hey, that's like both of our favorite Zelda game, other than Link to the Past. It is. It is. And I wanted to talk about the fact that I also got Star Fox, the new Star Fox game. Whatever it's so called. I, no- I noticed Star Fox Zero. Mm-hmm. So I noticed that we're talking about Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess not in full gamer, but in balancing act, which is kind of interesting considering you completed the game. Yes, it is. Because I'm not going to review Twilight Princess HD because it came out 10 years ago. And the only thing that's new about it is this optional dungeon, which I can talk about a little, but it's the same game. It's just at 60 frames per second. Sure. Uh, you know, so the camera moves a little more smoothly, and I liked the, I like the motion. I mean, running through the fields, you can move the camera around, and it does look more smooth and a bit more pretty. And I I like the sixty frames per second. I'm a I'm a staunch. You're a graphic whore. I'm you a graphic whore. You're a graphics whore. I'm pretty obsessed with sixty frames per second. So since I got my new gaming rig last year with my new video card, it's I pretty much will freak out if a game doesn't seem to be running at 60 frames per second. I don't know yeah, if you're the same I mean, it's, it's pretty cool when it does. Okay, there you go. So, yeah. So, we're going to talk about Balancing Act because I beat Twilight Princess HD. I have uh, I got Star Fox Zero when it came out, which was like a week and a half ago now, right? Probably. At least a it's, week. It's been a couple weeks. Close to two weeks. Have the zeitgeist has cooled. The, the zeitgeist has cooled. Guess how much of that game I have played. See, it's a Star Fox game, so you have to go through like 20 different levels. Um, 
but then they're divergent, and so you have to play through the game about six times. I'd say you've probably seen about 40% of the levels. Yeah, I have not played the game yet at all. Have you seen 40% of the levels, though? Nope, not so much. I've not seen really anything or heard much about the game. I wanted to talk about when games start to turn into and feel like projects to me. And we went over this a bit with Metal Gear Solid Five and my kind of weird obsessive-compulsive quest to get 100% in that game, which I'm still doing, by the way. I'm 92% done, and I, I will 100% it for sure. I've already gotten an S rank on every mission. All I need to do is complete some mission tasks, capture some animals, and I win. <laughs> we're, all fi- we're all very impressed. I know. Thank you. So with Twilight Princess HD, let me tell you about this game. The first three dungeons are some of the best dungeons in Zelda games, in 3D Zelda games. The first three are phenomenal. So play those, and then and the, the world opens up very slowly. What's, not, what's fun about the Zelda series and the Metroid series and lots of Nintendo series is you get a new item, and you go, oh, yeah, cool, I got bombs now. I can go bomb these six walls I saw in the game earlier and get secrets, and that kind of happens throughout the game. This is all these games, right? With Twilight Princess, I noticed you beat the first three dungeons. There's very little ability to kind of go back and grab things you've seen. And then after the first three dungeons, maybe three and a half if there's like a side thing that happens. After those, the world completely opens up and you can do pretty much anything. And I spent seriously probably 10 hours or something just doing side stuff. Which is Do you great. have most of the items in the game at that point? I, it's been a very long time since I've played it, so I don't really remember. No, you're missing the Dominion Rod, and you're missing the ball and chain that you swing around your head. But the, the ball chain, chain that you, yeah, the chain chomp. But the chain chomp only really gets you one or two pieces of heart. It's not really extensively used, and you get the dual claw shot really close to the end of the game. But again, that's that's only used for a few heart containers. But the the bulk of everything else is contained in that kind of first half. Then the second part of the game happens, and I, I feel it's far weaker than the first half. Maybe just, I would say it's because I'm replaying it, but that shouldn't make a difference because I still love the first half. After you get all this stuff and you get most of the heart containers, and there, there's you can literally get them all except maybe the last, I think there's maybe 10 or 12 pieces of heart after that that you can't get until you beat the last three dungeons. And... Once you get in the last three dungeons, to me, it starts to feel tedious and almost like a chore. But uh, So I beat the, the next couple temples, and then I'm at this point, and I've got basically a temple left, and uh, then Zond, where you go to the Twilight Realm, and then you go to Hyrule Castle, and you beat Ganon. Okay, cool. End of game. Wonderful. And I didn't, like, I wanted to do it, but I wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go home and play this game and have so much fun. But it was I like, kinda, I need to see this through to the end. But I, yeah, I, and, and that was different than Metal Gear. I mean, this was maybe a 50-hour game, everything considered, and I'm 44 hours into it, right? So, okay, I can put in another few hours, get the end of this game, and then I feel like I got 100%. I beat it. I did everything. I did the optional dungeon, too, that you unlock with the amiibo that comes with the game, and that was pretty fun, too. Um, and then that was kind of it. But But I felt almost this compulsion, and when I finished... I had Star Fox, you know, Star Fox Zero in my apartment, and I, I don't, I'm like afraid to play it because I feel like it will feel like a thing I have to finish and that I have to do. 
and I've, I, this is probably some weird psychological thing that we don't even need to talk about in this podcast. But like when I finish Metal Gear and I get 100%, I'm going to be able to close that game and stop and think to myself, I don't need to finish any games right now. And maybe my brain operates differently than yours or most people's in, in a not good way. But the way that I operate kind of is in the back of my head, I always have things going on that I need to do. Like I have a, I have a list, little little yellow pad list of, of things I need to do. One is like finish a book I'm reading. You actually with- pulled out a list just now and you have things written down that you need to do. Yeah, it's a, it's a thing. And these are always in the back of my head. One is like mail in my taxes because I got an extension filed. Still haven't done that. I've been forgetting to do this for two weeks. But in the back of my head, it's, it's like that. There's uh, a couple projects that I'm working on in my free time. There's a couple acting like resume things I'm working on in my free time. There's all these like little things. So when you get home and you're home from work and it's like, okay, now's my free time. What are the 10 things that need to be done? And for some reason, I lump video games into that. I don't know if that's a byproduct of having done a video game podcast with you at one point, but there's almost a part of my video game hobby at this point in time that is more about finishing something than enjoying the game as I'm playing it. Maybe if you woke up at five o'clock every day to play video games, you'd be able to get more video game time in. Yeah, I've tried that and can't do that. So that works pretty well for me. You know, I... I kind of feel where you're coming from. So I just finished a very long game. I finished a game called Trails in the Sky, Legend of Heroes. It was the first game of two that are on Steam. And I think it was it's a very traditional Japanese role-playing game. Very traditional. It's got a bunch of kind of unique systems, but in terms of story structure and everything, it is very traditional in terms of Japanese role-playing game. I didn't really talk about it all that much. Maybe I will on a future episode, who knows. It took me about 80 hours to play. It was a very long game. It was excellent. I wouldn't put that much time into a game if I didn't really enjoy it. I really enjoyed it a lot. And it's got a sequel, and I kind of want to play it. But I got done playing it, and I was staring at my Steam library because I have now 350 games in my Steam library. I've played probably 70 of them. And I was sitting there staring at my Steam library, and I was thinking to myself... I have all these games that I that, like. I want to play. I want to play these games, but I just don't want to start something new. That was the thing that was going through my head, kind of. Like, I just I don't want to commit to learning a completely new experience. So I'm going to play through all of Final Fantasy 13 again because <laughs> that sounds like a good plan. Because I have been wanting to play through Final Fantasy 13 again for a while. I've I am I think one of the small minority that really truly enjoyed that game you know i loved that game too i even read i even read an excellent probably 15-ish page essay on why that game is actually very good i actually sent that to you i thought it was it wasn't a very that long good essay. It, and it wasn't that good but the game is good i thought it was a very good essay i really did and i thought it really distilled as to why final fantasy 13 is actually quite a good game it's very divergent from the rest of the Final Fantasy franchise, but it's very, I think it's very good. So I sat down and I said, rather than learn something new, I would rather just play through this 40 to 50 hour game again. And I'd rather just do that again because I, I know what I'm getting. And I think, you know, video games, I feel 
are sometimes in they have inflated time commitments in them now as to what they used to have and sometimes i feel like games take a longer time than they need to like they feel like they're trying to pad out the experience a little bit and when time is such a when time is such a commodity now it's hard for me to get excited about starting a new experience that i know could possibly take me 20 to 30 hours so starting some sort of new experience that's going to take me 20 to 30 hours to play and get like seven or eight hours into it and think to myself, man, I just, I actually don't really like this game. I'm not having fun with it. I kind of don't want to keep playing it. I just don't want to, part of me doesn't want to risk that, especially after pouring so much time into another game. So I totally understand where you are coming from when you talk about the inability to start something new. And we may be different in that, but my inability to start something new, just to reiterate, is just because I don't want to risk wasting time. Basically, because it was a known quantity, I knew what I was getting. I didn't risk sinking a bunch of time into something that I ended up not liking. I mean, and I've heard mixed reviews about Star Fox, but I love Star Fox. And they would have had to... They would have had to Ninja Gaiden 3 this game to make it an unplayable Star Fox game. When I say Ninja Gaiden 3, I mean the first two were exceptional and the third one was hot garbage. But what if they did? Then I won't play it. I'm actually more worried that I'll like it to the point where I feel like I have to do everything in it before I can put it down. I don't know. It's weird. It's it's like it's like movies. Like for a, a long time, I was actually averse to watching movies because I hated the commitment. I had a feeling like I'm sitting down and now I'm about to invest two and a half hours of my life in a movie because movies are even harder. You can get halfway through a movie. Maybe the first half is slow, but at that point, you're kind of at the point of no return and you pretty much have to wait out the rest of it. I mean, how many movies have you stopped watching in the middle because you figured this is a bad movie? Not after the first 20, 30 minutes, but after... An hour or an hour and a it half. It is a very, it's very small number. Right, exactly. So I, I've always had that with movies. And for that reason, I fell really behind on films for a long time. Now my girlfriend's really into them. And if we watch them together, it's an experience kind of since we're together. So it's different and I, I can watch them now. But just committing the amount of time. I mean, I started playing The Witcher 3, which came on my PlayStation 4. And I like it so far. I like it quite a bit so far. And I started to get into it. And I realized this is a Skyrim-type game that is going to take a 100-some hours to beat. I just read on Reddit the other day that uh, there's enough dialogue in The Witcher 3 to fill three large novels, and it took two and a half years to record all the voice acting because it's that dense and there's that much to it. And I could tell just by riding my horse around... I'm seeing side quests pop up left and right and everywhere. And I'm just looking at him saying, I'm going to have to do every single one of these. Not because I have to, but because I feel compelled to. And I've actually taken it. I, I still will, will bust it out once in a while, but I am forcing myself to pace myself. Because if I get into it, into it, then I feel like I'm just going to have a thing that I'm constantly compelled to play. And I don't want that. So I don't know. It's tricky. I, I'm glad I'm not the only one, though, that sometimes just looks at that seam library and thinks, you know what? I'm not going to jump into something else right now. No, I think the paralyzation of kind of indecision is a kind of, kind of a known 
quantity. Like I think it's like a known thing. Well, I expected you just uh, tell me that I was wrong, pretty much. Well, you're also wrong. I mean, like, right? You're still wrong. I, I just happen to slightly agree with you on the things that you're right about. Yeah. Okay. Generally, you're still wrong. Yeah. Weirdly, I have been really compelled to play Civilization lately. I haven't, but I really want to. I think it's because the new game Stellaris just came out, which is Civilization in Space, apparently done very well. So not like Beyond Earth? So not like Beyond Earth, right, exactly. It's interesting you bring up you bring up hobbies and the 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 issue of, of them being feeling like obligations because I participated in a hobby of my own that is not video game related this past weekend, one that I really enjoy. Is this is this the LS segment that you're transitioning to? I'm talking about life stuff. Oh my god, life stuff. Life and stuff. And you didn't even do it with it? Okay, you did do it with life an echo. Life stuff. Thought I was going to get away from that one. Life I guess stuff. not. Yeah, so it was my birthday. It was my No, it wasn't. No, you can wish me happy birthday now. I'm just let kidding. Me ba- Why let me, did let me you... bask in this. I have known you for 39 years, and I, you've I, never once mentioned to me that you have birthdays. I could be that old. So I, I, I turned 31, and I know there's a couple of reasons why I know I'm old. One, I know I'm old because about three weeks ago, uh, the topic of my birthday came up randomly, probably because I was telling everybody it was going to be my birthday because that's the kind of person I am. No, my, the topic of my birthday came up, and I somebody asked me, how old are you going to be? And I immediately said 30. And then about 10 minutes later, I thought about it and I said, wait, no, last year was my 30th birthday. I'm actually turning 31. I am now old enough to the point where I don't remember how old I am. Actually, and that has to be, that has to be an indicator. I don't know if that, that's true because I did the same thing. That just means you're getting old too. It, just because you hang out with high schoolers doesn't mean that you're young. I disagree. You think that does make you young? I think okay. it makes me younger. Or... Reg- I think it makes regardless, me young enough. <laughs> regardless, I don't know how old I am when somebody asks me anymore. It's something I actually have to think about. Possibly I have to use my fingers and my toes. So that's something that happened this year that made me feel really old. You know that if you use your fingers oh. and your toes, that still only adds up to 20? I would get there eventually. I'd probably circle back to the fingers and then maybe jump back to the toes if I needed to. I don't want you circling back to any fingers around me. You circle back to the, you circle back to the fingers. That's a technique. Or minors. No minors. This is an 18 and up circle, podcast now, kids. Circle back to the fingers and toes. That's what I've always we'll said. Circle back and regroup on that later. Tell me more. The other thing, the other thing that made me realize I was super old was that I was asked what I wanted for my birthday and we decided, you know, my parents uh, should come up from down in Rockford where I'm from which is like a five to six hour drive. So they came up for the weekend and and they were like, well, what do you want to do for your birthday? And the only thing I wanted to do was prep my garden to plant things, which doesn't actually make me, it doesn't actually make me like middle-aged at this point. That just makes me like an old man. Like that makes me an old man that I wanted to prep my garden. So my mom and stepdad are kind of green thumbs. They have a lot of experience with gardening. They have a very large garden in Rockford. I really enjoy gardening, but I'm not super great at it. I'm still learning. I'm still kind of in my infancy of gardening. And so I invited them up because I wanted their expertise. And so they 
what their Christmas or their Christmas, their birthday present to me was a rototiller, which is this mechanical device that tills up ground. Oh, I know all about the rototiller. That was my exciting 31st birthday present was a rototiller. So it basically just destroys the ground and turns it into dirt. And we spent Saturday was this super weird anomaly day across the Midwest. I know you had it in Chicago, too. But we're in the early part of May when typically Minnesota, it's about 65 degrees. That's our average temperature here. Uh, That's Fahrenheit for our American listeners, like the ones that use the dumb measuring scale. I don't know what it is in Celsius. I'm sorry. I don't know the conversion in my head. Regardless. It's 10. No, it's 15. It was was 85 degrees in Minnesota and sunny. It was one of the most beautiful days I can remember us, I don't know, maybe ever having. That's about 26. It was the perfect day to do garden stuff. So I spent from 10 o'clock to 7.30 getting all of the garden stuff ready um, with my stepdad and my mom. We went to this nursery in Minnesota called Gertens. It is legitimately the largest nursery in the United States. Bought a bunch of stuff. There must be a lot of babies there because it's a nursery. That's why. Tons of plants, everything. Seeds, everything. We planted a bunch of stuff. It was great. It was a wonderful Saturday. That was my like. That was my big birthday celebration. Was planting. It was planting stuff in a garden. And honestly... It was a perfect birthday. It was a perfect birthday. Was it a perf day? It was. So that being said, again, that's another one of my hobbies is is gardening. I've been slowly getting into it more and more, and it's it's super fun. I find it super fun and very relaxing. I also thoroughly enjoy gardening, but we've not been able to plant. We technically could plant, but when you were having your beautiful day in Minnesota, it was it got stupid here. I mean, Friday was be- Friday was a beautiful day exactly as you described. Maybe not quite as warm, but pretty much a beautiful day exactly as you described on Friday. Saturday, nope. Saturday, 50-ish degrees with a cold wind. It's, it's not so much the temperature in Chicago has been bad. It's been the icy wind constantly just this... It's this the smell of death. So you've had to wear, you've had to wear your, your Eskimo coat... Uh, your snow pants, your snow boots. No, I don't. I don't wear. No, no, no. I don't wear snow pants or boots anymore because it's never going to snow again because of global warming. But there's an Arctic wind, chill. There's an Arctic chill in the air. It's. I think that's a Magic the Gathering card. Uh, it's. It's a. It's a blue spell. Probably one blue mana, four colorless mana. I would assume. Maybe does five damage to one creature and then the creature next to it the arctic swirl actually all emanates from trump tower it's the strangest thing it's like a chill of foreboding it is terrifying isn't it last thing before we before we move on i have a three season porch in the house you'll actually see it so you're coming to martin con in a couple of weeks probably which is you're probably coming to martin con in a couple of weeks which is a big get together for all of our friends to come up to where I'm at and stay with me for a couple of days. Anyway, that's over Labor Day. Hopefully you'll be able to make it. And you'll be able to see I've got a three-season porch in the house, and we just put a TV in. What, is, what does that mean? Porch. A three-season porch? Yeah. It is a it is an extension of your house that is basically a an enclosed room, but the room doesn't have any insulation in it at all, and it has a ton of windows, and the windows all open. And the idea is you go and you sit out there, and you can open all of the windows, and it's basically like being outside, 
without being outside, without having bugs. Are we going to be playing games on that? So there's a ton of furniture in there now, along with the TV. So the plan is yes. And we're actually mounting the TV to the wall of the Three Seasons this weekend. My buddy and I are. Can we call that room the Three Seasons Hotel? I don't see why not. If you're listening... The thing is you have to... The thing is, you have to come up to Martin Con to take advantage of the three-season porch. I understand. I'll do what I can. And if you work at the Four Seasons and you're listening to this, we would love a sponsor. Imagine your name at the beginning of this podcast. Not maybe this particular episode, but any other episode. Thank you. Come this episode sponsored. I would Ignore all the start of that. We'll start over. This so, No, that's a really good read. That's exactly how it's shown on the page. This episode sponsored by the Four Seasons Hotel. Stay at the Four Seasons Hotel because we paid Cody and Jonathan money to sponsor. That is, I have heard plenty of sponsors. That is not at all how they typically sound. You don't know that. Well, we, we, that was actually better. That was actually better than the commercials. Thank that you. I it's because hear. specials. We we do special sponsorships here. It was a good read. You were talking about the Arctic Chill from Trump Tower. Was I? No, I. That was an aside. I was just saying I haven't gardened yet because it's been why well, I mean while well, we like the plants won't die it's not sub freezing but it's not really ideal planting weather my mom recommended maybe we wait a little longer so they can last a bit further in the year cuz my mom has also been gardening for a zillion years and you also live in a concrete jungle though Yeah but they get tons of sun and rain the concrete jungle Yeah it is a jungle that makes yeah, sense You're welcome to it anytime we've got fun and games Really everything that you could want. Fun and games. The two most essential things to life. Well, that's what we've got in the jungle. In the jungle. It'll bring it to your knees. You know that's the main least favorite Guns N' Roses no, hit of all not. of them? It is. It is my least of all of the of all of the best that was on Appetite for Destruction, yeah. right? Of all of the of all of the greatest hits from that album, by far my least favorite. Wow. It's like it's kinda not even close. I that's uh that wow, crazy. I'm going to see them on July first. I'm surprised Axel's not dead. And Poss are you sure it's not is it not gonna be a it's gonna be a weekend at Bernie's thing, isn't it? Somebody's gonna be behind him and they're gonna be like, Hey Axel, play that song and they're gonna like move his hands with some strings because Axel Rose is actually dead. You and Russian John keep insisting that Axel is either dead or dying or whatever. I literally saw him perform four years ago with Axel and the Replacements, whatever you want to call his version of Guns N' Roses, and he was awesome. And now it's just gonna- I heard he's kind of, I heard he's kind of crazy. I don't know. I don't actually I don't actually know much about him, but I guess on Twitter and stuff he's kind of he's kind of like uh off the deep end a there little is, bit, like conspiracy theorist no, there a little is, bit. There's and, no way in hell Axl Rose is on Twitter. And I'm going to prove it by Googling it. By searching for it online. No, but I actually Googled it. He, there is no way he runs this account. There is no way he runs. I refuse to believe he runs this account. I think he's kind of crazy. Huge thank you to Dave Grohl for the use of his rock throne and amazing gesture. Words aren't enough. No, Axl Rose did not. Shut up. You've ruined my day. They're headlining Coachella. That's exciting. You ruined my day. I refuse to believe that is Axel. I refuse to read it. I'm not going to follow him. You're an awful person. What did you? What have you done? What Coachella you... actually happened. Coachella actually happened already. What, what is That's Coachella? Done. Okay. So regardless, that is that is the worst Guns N' Roses song off of Appetite for Destruction. And I know it's like one of your favorite karaoke songs, <laughs> but it is. It is the worst single off of Appetite for What about My Michelle? I never really cared for My Michelle. 
Oh, the classic song uh, sung by Paul McCartney. Yes, that's Michelle My Bell. You're thinking weird. you're thinking Live and Let Die. That's the Paul McCartney hit. Yes, you're right. Okay, okay. So, you know, there's that. That was that was a much more concise life stuff than I expected. I thought you would have more to say about your life. I guess. I mean, gardening takes a long time, and it's not that exciting. You d- you dig in the ground a lot, and then you plant stuff in the ground, and then you got to wait a long time. It is it is a patient man's game. You have to wait for a while. So right now, I just kind of hang a lot of dirt back there. I'm waiting for stuff to sprout. Sprout. Sounds like sprout. all my axes. <laughs> that like that like, like literally doesn't make any sense at all. That does Dig- not make digging sense. Digging holes and soil digging and holes and waiting for stuff to sprout. That makes no sense. <laughs> the coppers? Maybe the coppers come after you. I don't know. Maybe the coppers sprout on your estate. Maybe they sprout on the three seasons. Maybe the coppers show up on the three seasons and the coppers sprout social.com. You could also be a sponsor of Sprout Social. You're probably better than Hootsuite. Just kidding. I like Hootsuite. You know what I don't like? LinkedIn, but we're not going to get into that. Oh, man. I mean, I could I could legitimately talk more about gardening. It's not that exciting. You don't want me to talk more about gardening. All right. Well, um, I I know we're we're running kind of lowest on time, but I've got one more thing to talk about. Would you like to breach some? I don't know. Current news. Current news. You know where you are. You're in current news. You're going to die. That's how Welcome to the Jungle starts. Hey, Captain yeah, America Civil War came out. Have you seen it? I want to see it so bad. Didn't it just come out last weekend? Yep. When you have a kid, you don't get to do anything fun anymore. I'm surprised. So actually, I'm surprised you said that. You're, you've are you been kind of, not anti, you've been kind of burned down on superhero movies lately. But I, I really want to see this one. It looks really good. Maybe right. it's just the hype machine that has worked on me. Maybe the hype machine, maybe used its hype rays of hyperness. It's a lot of hype. To hype, to hype me up. But it worked. Whatever it did, it worked. I'm pretty hype about it. Have you seen Captain America Winter Soldier? I have. Oh, it oh. was excellent. It was excellent. All right. The good. first Captain America, legitimately v- disappointing for me. I didn't like it. I legitimately did not like that movie. But Winter Soldier was great. Someone told me literally the same thing like two days ago. That's really the weird. Movie, the first movie was not good. I don't know. I, it did, did not do it for me. But yeah, Winter, was Soldier was, Winter Soldier was awesome. Winter Soldier was awesome. So... um. I guess all I want to say is if, if if you've not seen Winter Soldier, see it before Civil War. Because, and it's on Netflix. Okay, good. Because seriously, it's not on Netflix. Well, it's not on Netflix instant. Because I tried to watch it and I had to download it instead from somewhere else. Oh, I thought it was on Netflix now. Okay. Right on. Well, it wasn't as of Saturday because Saturday Saturday morning... My girlfriend had to get up early to to go some to go to a dentist appointment, so I got up and I watched Winter Soldier because it's the only movie Marvel movie I hadn't seen leading up to this one, and I am glad I did because seriously, the plot pretty much—I mean, Winter Soldier is extremely prominent 
in Civil War. So anyway, there's my PSA to anybody that hasn't watched it first. And yeah, uh, that's really all I have to say about it. Other than it was awesome. You will love it. I, read, I need to go see it. I read a review that suggested the first half is kind of slow. I thought it was fine. I mean, you do need some plot. I mean, I think it probably follows the general superhero movie uh, trope of being like two and a half hours long, right? Is it two and a half hours long? Yeah. They're all two and a half hours long. They yeah. have to be for yeah, whatever reason. It's true. It's, it's the law. So anyway, yeah, Captain America Civil War was, was really awesome. I thought it was one of the best action scenes I've ever seen. And you can probably hear a lot more about it on the Gunna Geek Network from other people. I'm also, I just, I've, I finished watching season one of Daredevil somewhat recently, and I'm about two-thirds of the way into the first season of Jessica Jones now, which is quite good. I would recommend Jessica Jones over Daredevil personally, but again, I, I am in the minority on the Gunna Geek Network in that I, I didn't love Daredevil and other people seem to have. I also watched it on my phone. 80% of the show's appeal is action scenes. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Also, Kingpin is great. So, you know, your call. But you probably don't watch stuff like that on the Netflix. There's not a lot of time to do that. Yeah. Jessica Jones is not, it's not a light show. It's very, it gets pretty dark. No, I think you actually, and if you want to hear more about your opinion on that, you can listen to our two podcast from two weeks ago right you talked about that i think so yeah a little bit yeah you've talked about it before yeah, yeah that's right but anyway we'll see you civil war i'm excited to hear what you thought about it what do you think of the new uh rogue one trailer i mean that movie is going to be really good is it it is there's something cool to me about the star wars universe that isn't it's so jedi the star wars universe is so jedi focused in general that it's kind of fun to see sort of non jedi focused stuff but the main character is a woman. Yes. And you're fine with that. Am I not supposed to be? I'm sorry. I'm outraged. I'm really angry. Why am I angry? All right. I'm revoking your patriarchy card, John. I'm revoking your patriarchy card. You are no don't longer take permitted. My, don't take my patriarchy you card. You are no longer permitted to oppress females by paying them seven. Wait, was I supposed to be out? Was I like legitimately supposed to be outraged about your that? Your milkshakes are supposed to be a dollar more. Now, you have to pay them a dollar more. I'm not sure why or who that affects, but they're supposed to happen. No, you weren't really... supposed to be outraged by that. Other people probably are. I don't know. I don't, I don't really, I don't get that into the internet. I get on Twitter and I make fun of people and I make stupid jokes. Like my, I don't my... drink milkshakes. I'm lactose intolerant. You're not lactose intolerant. No, I legitimately am. I don't drink milkshakes. Well, I'm John Martin and I make things but up. But if I did pot. drink milkshakes, I would be pissed that they were a dollar more. You didn't even drink milkshakes from beef or roux? I can't, I can't. I don't drink milkshakes. Do you drink milkshakes from Steak and Shake? I don't. Did you ever have a milkshake at the Hard Rock Cafe? No. Do you like McFlurries? No, I don't eat those either. What about blizzards? I can't eat those. DQ, DQ blizzard? What, Frosties from Wendy's? Do you drink those? I can't. No, I don't. <sighs> Oberweiss. Do you like Oberweiss milkshakes? I don't know. I don't even know what that is. Would so, you no. have a Cold Stone Creamery milkshake? I wouldn't. I'm out of the ice cream game. I don't understand. So do you like Briars or Dannon better? I do I, I don't eat either of those things. You're right. I'm kidding. Dannon's yogurt. That was a test. I meant Edie's. Edie's or Briars. By the way, the obvious answer is Briars. Everyone knows that Briars chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream is the bee's knees. I will say that once a year I take the test. I Because there's, there's ice cream at lots of events. And I always say to myself, maybe this time, maybe I'm not actually lactose intolerant. Maybe I can do this. 
And then I do this, and then everybody suffers, and I say, no, no, I can't do this. And I don't do it again for a year. Can you not eat pizza? So, so lactose intolerance comes in a variety of degrees. Cheese generally has the lactose fermented out of it in the process of making it cheese because the bacteria that makes it cheese eats the lactose while it is turning it into cheese. And so generally cheese is very low in lactose content. So people that are mild to moderate lactose intolerance can generally eat cheese. Now they can't eat they can't eat soft cheeses because those tend to have more lactase lac, lactose in them. Uh, but they they can eat hard cheeses. So for for cheeses generally I'm okay. So do you like Baskin Robbins milkshakes? <laughs> milk and ice cream can't do them. So do you like chocolate milk or strawberry milk more? Is strawberry milk a thing? It's totally a thing. It's gross, but it's a thing. Wait, strawberry milk? You've never heard of this? It's a thing. They sell it. No. So, I mean, it doesn't come out of the cow like that, right? No, it comes out of the cow like that. Is this like one of those weird Monsanto things? I think so. I thought they only dealt with veggies, though. And fruit. Yeah, you you can also get broccoli milk and carrot milk, but strawberry milk is a thing. So yeah, fruit and veggies. Huh. Yeah. Straight from the cow. Straight from the cow. They're pay- uh, did you ever see Rainbow Bright? No. Did you ever see Strawberry Shortcake? I know what that is, but I don't think I ever watched it. Have you ever given someone a Strawberry Shortcake? I was a Care Bears guy. You know what? The phrase is Strawberry Cheesecake. I messed it up. I think it's best we move on before someone looks that up on Urban Dictionary. I think that's fair. Um, By the way, I just got to say, AC, rewind it 10 seconds if you want to see John smile, because we got some feedback from our Game Life Balance Australia audience that you've never smiled on our podcast, which I think is hilarious, because I know you're made of misery and anger and hate. It could very well be, it could very well be that, you know, I, if, if you're trying to make jokes, you got to try to play it straight. So I, it could very well be that that's pretty much all it is. Uh, we've talked about it before. We talk about it in every episode, but we are the members. We are members of a, a podcast emporium. What would it be? A podcast network crematorium. Crematorium. Oh, That's uh, not the right podcast word uh, ice creamatorium. Ice creamatorium. Yes, ice cre- crematorium. No, an ice uh, pot. An ice cream network. We are part of an ice cream network. A podcast network called the Gunna Geek Network. Actually, the last episode of this show, you had a couple of Gunna Geekers on. Isn't that correct? Several. Yeah. So you can go check that out, the last episode of Game Life Balance. But we have a lot of different podcasts on the network, uh, ranging from a variety of different geeky stuff. So just a couple of things that have happened recently on the network on an episode of Better Podcasting, which is an episode, which is a podcast about podcasting and, you know, doing a better job at it. I should listen to that, shouldn't I? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on Better Podcasting, uh, it was episode 26, Learning from Live. This show, we discuss things that we learned from our live C2E2 experience, including alternative ways to position mics, considerations, and how you can use tools you have uh, to put together all the pieces. In the Better Podcasting download, we reflect on our first impressions of Google Play Music podcasts, including areas we like and areas we think could use some improvement. Finally, in the Better Podback Feedback. We round up a whole bunch of topics with questions including microphone etiquette, guest audio capture, generic microphone scissor arms. Is that a th- scissor arms? Yeah, but it's only so, for lesbians. It sounds <laughs> scissor me timbers. 
Migrating from a PowerPress feed to a media host feed and several other questions. You were waiting for that joke, weren't you? Several <laughs> other questions. Uh, and then on Tyrion's Landing, I'm uh, glad we brought Tyrion's Landing back because the new season of Game of Thrones just started, season six. I don't watch that show. People that do watch that show, they're going crazy over it. Tyrion's Landing, show 100. It was uh, the season six, episode two show. Lord from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. joins Genie, uh, Je- Nikki, and Rachel. For their 100th show, they're talking about Season 6, Episode 2, Home. Did Tyrion get eaten by dragons? Is Ramsay pure evil? Did Lauren survive her possum attack? All these questions and more can be found over at Tyrion's Landing. So I don't think Lauren's a Game of Thrones character, but I would love to read about Sansa <laughs> being attacked by a possum. I was, I was actually just thinking as I was reading that, uh, that promo, one, I don't remember the character Lauren, Two, I don't remember George R. R. Martin writing a lot of possum into his stories. So I was thinking, did the show diverge that much from the books? And maybe it did. I don't know. He's going some weird ways with the show now. Yeah, no, this season I hear Jesse Pinkman makes a guest appearance. We have to cook. <laughs> Which is weird because that was an AMC show, not actually- even HBO. It's true, and that was actually a Walter White quote rather than a Jesse Pinkman quote. We're getting we're getting, we're getting deep in this episode of Game Life Balance US, the American edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. Did you think I was going to start to close the show with that? <laughs> I did, I did I... actually. <laughs> that's that's basic. That's basically the start to our closing. It is. So I was well. No, I was the start actually, to... <laughs> the start I was to... waiting for you to run with that. The start to our closing is thank you for listening to the Game Life <laughs> Balance US podcast. The American edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. But see, I never said thank you, so it's a little different. Anyway, right. uh, please like, share, and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode. And leave us a review if you really want to make our day, especially on that Google Play Music. It's new. My stats say that zero people have listened to us through Google Play Music, even though one of the network members specifically said he's listened. So I don't know if their stats are jacked or... It's weird. Cause I mean, to be, to be fair, it just came out and... And also, we've used Google Analytics in the in the past, and we still can't figure it out. Well, that's true. So, I mean, it could it could just be that it's broken, like everything else we try to do with Google. Well, and I feel like not that many people are going to be using Google Play Music because everyone's already got all their podcasts subscribed to on Stitcher or iTunes. A variety or, of ways, yeah. You know, so it's like we've already got all these apps, and we've already got our podcasts. Why would I just switch? So I don't know. Because apps are what people consume on, so I, whatever. Um, so, but anyway, so leave us a review there to listen to us on Google Play. I don't care. Just do something if you like us. And also tell us if you're looking for cheap podcast sponsorships. We're cheap, and you can find our email address and other info on our website. You, can you find- don't even have to pay us, and, and you could be our sponsor. You don't wait. Is that how that is that how sponsorship? I might works? actually let somebody sponsor an episode for free just to see if anybody would be willing to do it. Okay. You can find us on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageek.com or on the official podcast network of Chicago's WGN Radio at wgnplus.com. You can learn more about Game Life Balance, including contact information and links to our sister show in Australia at gamelifebalance.us or gamelifebalanceuspodcast.com. Stargate Pioneer literally registered a website because I made a joke about it on this podcast. He reg- I think it's Game Life Balance uspodcast.com i'm pretty sure and it redirects to the gonna geek mirror of our podcast so that was pretty hilarious nice anyway 
I got nothing else. All right, cool. And we're off air. God, I'm glad we're done with that episode. I hate our listeners so much. It's really hard to do this. Oh, no. Are we still recording? I didn't realize. Oh, Oh, no. no. I didn't do that on purpose. (laughs) 